Welcome to the You Are Not For Everyone podcast. This is Jackie Henderson. I am a licensed mental health counselor with a specialization in somatic and holistic practices. Here on this podcast, we normalize talking about mental health issues. We have real talk, real discussion on everything from depression, anxiety, overwhelm, and trauma. Let's get started. This is You Are Not For Everyone, and I'm Jackie Henderson. Today we are talking about fair fighting. And fair fighting is very important in relationships with family, with friends, with our partners, with coworkers. There are many people who never learned how to fair fight. Many people use name calling, they attack people, they're very offensive when they're in a dispute or a conflict. Many people never learned healthy ways to resolve conflicts. We're going to talk today a little bit about why some people don't fair fight, what dirty fighting looks like, and how to resolve conflicts in a healthy way. So people who do not know how to fair fight, and they fight dirty or mean or with lots of anger and rage, may have observed volatile arguments and fighting in their early childhood. They may not have learned how to resolve a conflict in a healthy way. They're following a pattern that they were raised on, fighting, calling names, violence, anger, disdain, lots of ways of hurting the other person without really getting your needs met. And when you're dealing with an argument in a relationship, there's a disagreement People are not seeing eye to eye. It happens in every relationship. We don't always get along all of the time. So we have to learn how to get our needs met, to have these disagreements and resolve them in a healthy way instead of hurting the other person. Or another way people don't fair fight is that they shut down. So let's talk about dirty fighting. Dirty fighting looks like attacking the other person. You're bringing up old scores, old events, even forgiven issues. You may have forgiven someone for something, but when you're angry and fighting dirty, you bring up all the things they've ever done wrong to you. Another way of dirty fighting is using physical violence or the threat of physical violence intimidating the other person, using your power over another person to get them to shut down or to end the fight. Fighting dirty also looks like hiding your feelings, shutting down your feelings so you're not allowing yourself to be heard. You're not allowing the other person to get their needs met. Another word for this might be stonewalling. It's a very common narcissistic trait, stonewalling, is when you really want to have an argument with somebody, you really want to get a conflict resolved, you really want to get your needs met, and the other person just shuts down and doesn't even speak. It's a weapon used to make the other person feel small, unheard, and unseen. It's definitely a dirty fighting tactic. Attacking the other person's weak spots, knowing where their insecurities lie, and using those insecurities against them. People say things like, you're just like your mother, or they say, you you never do anything right. You've always been a failure. 
They use mean, cruel statements to manipulate and hurt the other person. People who fight dirty try to confuse you. Another word for this would be gaslighting. They make you believe that you're crazy. They make you believe that that didn't really happen. They make you think that you're too sensitive and you're just emotional and these aren't real issues. Procrastinating the problem, people who don't want to deal with the problem is another form of dirty fighting. Because if you really care about the relationship, you don't want to be mad at your partner and you don't want your partner mad at you. You want to work on it and and heal and move forward. But some people stay away from the conflict. They ignore the conflict. They procrastinate healing the conflict. And this just makes the other person more frustrated. It adds fuel to the fire. You may think you're avoiding or hoping the conflict goes away, but you're actually making the conflict worse. Speaking for your partner, believing you know what they're thinking, speaking for them and not letting them speak for themselves, letting them voice their own opinions, letting them have their own opinions. Fighting dirty looks like telling them what they think, and that's never fair. Exaggerating and overstating. We can exaggerate a situation and make it sound much, much worse than it is. And we make the other person feel less than. We make the other person feel at fault. We really put everything on the other person and we don't take responsibility and accountability. The people that cannot take responsibility and accountability are always blaming the other person. They're criticizing the other person, belittling them, putting them down, always placing the blame on someone else. They have temper tantrums. They can't control their emotions. They just get mad and angry. And again, it could be physical. It could be an emotional tantrum. It could be yelling and intimidating with loud voices. Another form of Fighting dirty is catching your partner off guard or your friend, whoever you're in the fight with, and trying to deal with the situation when they're tired, when they're busy, when they're working. And this is never a good way to deal with a conflict or a fight. You have to do this when the person is calm and listening and has your attention and you have their attention so you can sit and really work on the situation. So coming up on a person when they're unprepared to sit and have a good conversation or they don't have time is another way to fight dirty. And the attacking the other person, this is another form of fighting dirty. You attack them, you use the word you all the time. You do this and you do that and you never do that and you never do this and you are the blame. You, 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 you. These are all forms of fighting dirty. And that will never, ever heal an argument. It will never heal a relationship. If anything, it's going to put more space between two people. Granted, some people, this is how they thrive. This is how they live. They've always been in volatile relationships. They have grew up in volatile relationships. And they've observed volatile relationships. And now they're perpetuating the pattern by maintaining this dirty fighting in their adult relationships. And they may live their whole lives like this. If you don't want to live your life fighting dirty, being unhealthy, not getting your needs met, having a calm, loving, warm 
rational conversation with your partner, your friend, your coworker, then I suggest that you start learning these tactics so you can have a healthier life, healthier conflict resolution. So it's learning how to fight fair. So what are some ways to fight fair? You stay with the issue until it's resolved. And you focus on the issue, not the person. What is it that that person did that got you upset? What is the behavior? What is the tendency? What are the words they use? Focus on the issue and not on attacking the person. And the goal here is to resolve the issue. It's not to place blame. It's not to win an argument. No one ever wins an argument. You can prove your point and the other person can hear your point and concede to your point, but there's no winners. The goal here is healthy communication, healthy interaction, healthy conflict resolution. So stay with the situation, the issue, until it's resolved. Work on ways to deal with it. And in some cases, you may need a mediator, someone to sit with you. And that could be a professional, like a marriage counselor, a professional mediator for friends and coworkers, or it could be just a good friend who is very objective and can sit with both of you and listen and provide some insight. Plan a good time to have the conflict resolution conversation. Don't just pop up on somebody and they're busy because they're working and about to go on a phone call meeting and you want to talk right now and they can't. So that's more fuel for your fire. And you caused it yourself because instead of planning the talk, you just jumped up on the person and demanded that they be ready and willing to talk right at that moment. So plan a time to have this conversation so you're both calm, you're both prepared, and you're both willing to make this a healthy interaction. Share your feelings openly, your feelings, not their feelings. You're not going to tell somebody else how they feel. You're going to own your feelings, and you do this through what we call I statements. I feel angry, I feel disappointed, I felt betrayed, I felt less than, I felt ignored, rejected. All your feelings, you own them by using I statements. Nobody can tell you that you feel a certain way. You can't tell someone else they feel a certain way. So each person owns their own feelings and they share them openly. It's difficult for some people to open up. Some people have never learned how to open up. They were never given a voice in childhood or in adulthood, and they've shut down to their feelings. If this is true of you or your partner, then you might need some professional coaching on how to open up and share your feelings. But in healthy relationships, you have to have reciprocity. You have to be able to share your feelings and your partner, friend, coworker needs to be able to share their feelings as well. This is very important. Remember, your partner, your friend, your coworker is not your enemy. They're the person you're trying to resolve a conflict with. You're trying to build a bridge. You're trying to get healthier and stronger in this interaction. So affirm them, tell them what they're good at, and then tell them what hurts your feelings. You don't have to be all negative when you're having a fight. You don't have to pick at somebody. You can actually build them up as long as it's authentic. 
Avoid attacking your partner's tender areas or their weak spots. You know what makes them feel bad. You know what hurts them. And again, not just partner, friends, family members, coworkers. You know their weak spots. So don't attack the weak spots. That's like sticking a knife in a wound and you're just trying to hurt them. That is not fighting fair. Be gentle with someone's weak spots. Try to avoid those if possible. And if their weak spot is the reason for the conflict, then have a conversation about it. Don't be cruel. Don't be mean. Deal with the issue right away. You don't want these issues to build up over time. If you get angry or hurt by someone and you stuff it down, it just is going to start to build. And it's going to brew inside you. And then the next time they do something that hurts you, you stuff it down again. And then the third and fourth time something happens and you still haven't dealt with it, by the fifth time you're going to explode. You're going to be enraged. And you're going to deal with your anger very unfairly. You're not going to deal with it in a healthy way because it's built up over time. So it's important to deal with each issue as they come up. So you are not exploding. You are in control. You don't get emotional because of 10 things that happened in the past. You deal with each one as they come up and then let them heal. Let them dissipate. Let them go away. Stay with the truth. You always want to be honest about what you feel and what you have observed and noticed. And you can't make things up. You can't attack. You can't use hearsay, what other people might have said. You can bring it up and, and explain it in a calm way, but don't believe it as fact if you didn't witness it yourself. So stay with the truth. Stay with what you know is true about yourself and how you're feeling and allow your counterpart, your partner, friend, family member, coworker to do the same. Each person should get to speak equally. One person should not do all the speaking and the other person is just agreeable. That is not conflict resolution. That is just smoothing it over and not getting the problem solved. Use very clear statements. Be clear in what you're saying. And this brings me to nonviolent communication. Nonviolent communication is an excellent tool to use in conflict resolution. And what it does is it helps a person own how they're feeling, explain why they're feeling that way, and then they make a request of the other person for a behavior change. If you have a piece of paper, you can write this down. Otherwise, you can just listen in. And here's the model for nonviolent communication. I feel blank. So I feel angry. I feel hurt. I feel sad. You own your feeling. I feel blank when you blank. I feel angry when you never do the dishes or help around the house. I feel betrayed when you call all these other women when we're supposed to be exclusive. I feel sad when you call me names. So you're owning your feelings and you're attaching them to a specific behavior from the other person. You're not attacking them, you're stating facts. I feel blank 
when you blank because. I feel angry when you don't help around the house because we promised each other that all the chores would be 50-50. I feel sad when you call me names because I grew up in that type of home and it just reminds me of the hurt that I experienced as a child. I feel betrayed when you call all these other women when we were supposed to be exclusive because I thought that we were in a monogamous relationship. I feel blank when you blank because fill in the blank. And then you make a request. Would you mind? And this request is very clear and thought out. So I feel sad when you call me names because that's how I grew up and it makes me feel like I'm a child. Would you mind not calling me names anymore? Being a little kinder. I feel betrayed when you call other women because we said we were exclusive and monogamous. Would you mind being honest with me and letting me know if we're monogamous? Or would you mind stop calling other women? Would you mind being faithful? I feel angry when you don't help around the house because we promised to be 50-50. Would you mind pulling your weight and doing what you said? So you actually write these things out and you have your person that you're in conflict with also write theirs out and then you can go back and forth. Because if you don't know how to fight fairly and you don't know how to express yourself clearly and own your own feelings, this model really makes it easy to go back and forth. So you can do one of yours and your person can do one of theirs and then you can communicate with each other very clearly. Now this is the next important thing. When you make a request, that person decides whether to honor your request or not. And that's on them. You can't force somebody to be monogamous. You can't force somebody to be kinder and not call you names. You can't force somebody to do the chores around the house. You make a request and then you see if they honor your request. And in some cases, they may. They may honor your request and everything is resolved. We fixed the problem and now you understand each other better. The communication is better. You healed the issue and you let it go. On the other hand, if the person does not honor your request, you have to decide what you will tolerate. Will you tolerate them never cleaning the house and you have to do it all yourself? Will you tolerate being in a relationship where there's other women involved, other men involved, other people involved? Will you tolerate someone calling you names? And then you have a decision to make. Is this relationship worth staying in? Are you willing to tolerate all those requests that you made that were not honored? And you have to make that decision yourself. It's different for everyone. Some people stay in relationships and tolerate a lot because they just prefer to be in a relationship or have their friendship or not rock the boat. However, if you want to live in a healthy way and have healthy conflict resolution, you know, be careful what you tolerate. You teach people how to treat you. So if you tolerate too much, you're going to really have to deal with some bad behavior. 
So what are the rules for fair fighting? Number one, take turns speaking. You can even have a talking stick. You get this stick for five minutes, the other person gets it for five minutes, something like that. But each person should be speaking and speaking in a very healthy way, in a very calm way, in a very clear way, owning their own feelings. Avoid the kitchen sink fight, and kitchen sink is in quotations, and that is bringing in everything from the past that has ever happened bad in this relationship, in this friendship, in this working environment. This is why you have to deal with things as they come up, because if all of a sudden you're bringing up things that happened three, four, five years ago, because you just let it simmer and simmer and simmer. So you're dealing with the issue at hand, that's the most important thing, and deal with each issue as they come up so they don't start to grow and fester. Healthy communication, being able to talk to your person and have them talk to you and allow them to say things that may make you uncomfortable. You may have to change a little bit. You may have to adjust. You may have to own up to what you did wrong. And not everybody feels vulnerable enough to admit being wrong. But if you want this relationship to work and to thrive, then sometimes you're wrong and you have to admit it. Sometimes you have to fix your behavior. Sometimes you have to make changes. And you have to be willing to do this if you want the relationship to continue. Use I statements. Own your feelings. Own how you feel. You cannot tell somebody else how they feel. It's impossible. You may guess, but you can't tell them how they feel. Let them say their feelings. You speak your feelings. And use the nonviolent communication model because it really does help. Avoid accusing and attacking the person. When you use the word you, 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 the person's going to get on the defense. They're not going to be able to sit and listen to you rationally if you're attacking them. Let the conversation be calm, cool, and collected. And make sure you do this at a time that's planned. You don't do it when that person's busy. You don't do it rushing around. You don't do it in front of other people. Keep it private. Keep it calm. Look for some common ground. You had this relationship with this person for a reason. Something brought you two together, friendship, family, love, work. Something brought you guys together. There's common ground. Find the common ground and try to reside there. Bring yourself back to what the relationship is about. Avoid yelling, violence, threat of violence, uh, posturing where you're like up and over somebody and really in their face. Be equal. It's best to sit while you do this. Be face to face. Equal energy, equal voice level. No yelling when you're trying to fair fight. Avoid generalizing. You know, this is a specific issue. Deal with a specific issue. Try not to be passive aggressive. And passive aggressive means, okay, whatever. I will do whatever you say because you're always right. Yeah, I know you feel that way, but it, you know, it doesn't matter. I'll just do whatever. And the passive aggressive is being agreeable, but in a non-agreeable way. 
agreeable in a, a belittling way. It's a sideways sort of agreement and it's not healthy and it's not productive in healthy, fair fighting. And pay attention. Listen to your person when they're talking. Take in what they're saying, even if it's uncomfortable, even if you don't agree. Allow them a chance to speak all the way till they're done, and then you have your turn, and then you can defend yourself if you need to or speak on your behalf, but allow that person to speak. No name-calling, no interrupting, no blaming, no swearing, no yelling, no sarcasm, no defensiveness, no generalizations like you always and you never, no physical, emotional, intimidating gestures, violence, or threats, and no walking out without naming a follow-up time. That's a really unproductive way to manage an argument, a fight, a conflict, is to walk out I understand that sometimes emotions run high, you need a break, but verbalize that. Say, I need a break, I'll be back in five minutes. I need a break, let's talk about this tomorrow when I feel a little stronger. If you just storm out, that's another form of stonewalling. It's telling the other person that you don't have the energy, the time, and you're not willing to really be uncomfortable the issue at hand. Because conflicts are uncomfortable. They are. They're not easy. It's hard to be in conflict with another person. It's even harder to confront the conflict and resolve the conflict. So your choices are allowing your anger and your hurt and your betrayal and your sadness just to fester and never get your needs met. Or assert yourself with this person and work on fair fighting, work on conflict resolution, and work on having a healthier conversation and communication with this other person. And if this is something you never learned, there's professional help to get the coaching that you need. It's an important part of living a healthy life with other people, is getting your needs met and healthy conflict resolution. I encourage you to use all these tips, practice fair fighting, and value your relationships enough to be a good listener and adapt and change where necessary. You are worth it, and so is the relationship in most cases. I hope that you are enjoying the podcast. Please share with friends, write a review, or if you'd like to support the show, please go to the episode's description section and click support the show. There you can buy me a coffee. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of You Are Not For Everyone. Please check out my website, safesoulcenter.org and missfitness.com. And you can purchase my book, You Are Not For Everyone, A Soulful Guide to Authentic Living on Amazon. Stay well, be happy, and live your best life.